Men's Alliance is a growing movement of tribes meeting weekly for a rugged outdoor workout and a real-world devotion around a fire. We're flipping tires, swinging sledgehammers, talking about real struggles, and getting pushed physically and spiritually to become the husbands, fathers, and leaders God designed us to be. We'll get you out of isolation, out of your comfort zone, and into something tribal, rugged, and real. Welcome to the Men's Alliance Podcast. I'm Dave Goose Mills. I'm Dusty Parker, call sign Shadow. And uh, with us today, we're honored to have our special guest back with us for the second time, retired Vice Admiral William Dean Lee. Welcome back, Admiral. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah. A.K.A. Rogue. The Rogue Admiral. The Rogue Admiral. That's right. <laughs> Honorary you call sign. You all gave me that. I didn't. That's not self-assigned. <laughs> no, they, they can't be self-assigned. In fact, if you like them, we won't call you that. That's right. It has to be, has to be something that you kind of don't like. Don't like. That you got to want, you know, it's a, your call sign should be an acquired taste. That's right. That's yeah. right. Guys get on the tire and they. I hated mine. They, they want to get a call time. sign, yeah. a specific one. And could see him trying to lean it that direction yeah. like well we're not calling you that right yeah, not everybody can be a viper can they <laughs> yeah right so i associated mine i grew up with a neighbor or a family friend their german shepherd's name was shadow so i was oh. like i sound like a dog's name dude I, I, yeah i, I never understood it. what you were complaining about i thought yeah. you had the coolest call sign you're like dudes over there complaining about shadow <laughs> And I'm Goose. I know. <laughs> like, stop complaining. Well, everybody knows Goose. I mean, Goose is a legendary character. Yeah. Well, who to, us, who to us older guys. Yeah. Nobody, all the uh, 20-somethings in Men's Alliance, they're like, what's the what's the deal with that? Cause? I'm like, yeah. Just watch Top Gun. Yeah, go back to 1986 to yeah. understand that. Well, anyway, let's get back on track. Yeah, sorry about no, that. No, that was great. Uh, so since we had Admiral on here uh, a few months ago, by the way, Go check that out. Um, that's podcast 102 for the full interview. And then uh, if you look at podcast 102, if you scroll scroll there on uh, your phone to 102, uh, we also, at the same time, we released a um, like an abbreviated version of that same interview podcast, and it's called Boldness in the Workplace. So if you want to listen to the full interview or the Boldness in the Workplace, that is with, that's the whole story um, from Admiral lee last time he was here so what i thought we'd just start off by doing admiral is just um maybe just give us a little bit of a um update what happened since that podcast all right well just a quick synopsis what led to that podcast was um seven uh, coast guard academy cadets had been expelled from the academy back in the late august uh because they had refused to take the um vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine, it was mandated. And um, they had all replied uh, or applied for a religious uh, exemption from it. And, and all seven had been denied that. And when they got expelled, they got a lawyer and the lawyer reached out to me because he found my name on the, uh, on a list of other retired admirals and generals who were supporting, I think in that case, the family research council, which is a conservative mm -hmm. nonprofit. Uh, right. up in, in Washington, D.C., and just assumed that since I was my name was on that list that I would probably be like-minded, and um, they, they were right. 
And I uh, called the, uh, I tried to communicate with the commandant to get them to reconsider those expulsion of those cadets, bring them back and, and treat them just like they were the unvaccinated cadets at the other service academies. Mm -hmm. And because they were holding on to them, waiting for the courts to, uh, to let this whole thing played out because there's a lot of legal issues surrounding this whole complex mandate thing. Uh, long story short, um, my pleas fell on deaf ears. And uh, then I got to thinking a lot longer and harder about uh, the encroachment on uh, First Amendment rights right. for religious freedom and uh, decided to kind of team up and take on that issue. That ended up culminating in an open letter from me to the flag corps asking them to take a look at this. This is a serious issue. And if we take that oath, um, of office that we all swore to when we were commissioned, you know, support and defend the constitution. Seriously, where, where does that stop? Where does the responsibility for defending that oath for defending that constitution end? Is it when you retire or does it continue on? In my view, it continues. And, and so it ended up, I joined a, co a small coalition of other uh, retired officers from an organization called stars.us. Never heard of them before, but um, we ended up taking the issue on, taking it to the media, uh, reaching out to a litany of congressmen and senators, a lot of interviews, and um, ultimately, long story short, we got it written in through those efforts. It was written into the NDAA and uh, the mandate uh, was repealed right before Christmas holidays. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So now started out with seven cadets, uh, ended up by extension thereof, it, it, we were able to have a positive impact on saving the careers of uh, probably thousands of servicemen uh, across Man, the country. That is incredible. Yeah. You spoke out, you took a big risk, you know, um, by speaking your mind and, and it had the desired outcome that you wanted, right? It was repealed, but, um, was there a cost involved in that for you? Yeah, it, it came at a huge cost. Um, I lost my tribe. I, I didn't realize what was happening in the weeks after that, but because I had made some statements, some of them I regret. I mean, cause I, you know, when you're being interviewed on a podcast or by the news media and you're having to answer questions, you didn't necessarily anticipate yeah. off the cuff. Sometimes you're going to, uh, you know, phrase things differently than you would if you had the luxury of writing out a response, you yeah. know, cause when you're writing, you can get it right. But when you're spontaneously, you don't uh, get to review. That's right. And you can't get it back. You, yep. you know, and so uh, bottom line is people turn their back on me. And and um, I went into, I think for the first time in my life, I can, I can, and I hate to say this because men don't normally do this. Yeah. But I got depressed. Yeah. First time ever. I was in a deep depression, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But later, um, I was able to you know, determine. And it was basically after I listened to one of your other podcasts and I can't remember who you were talking to, but you got into the whole issue of isolation. Isolation is terminal. Yep. 
uh, I see that little statement up here on the wall in your office here. And, and what happened was I was feeling that isolation. My, I didn't realize how valuable my tribe was, how valuable those relationships were. And now I'm, a, I'm feeling now, I feel like a pariah. And that isolation has an effect on your psyche. And, um, but just like any other grieving process, when you lose a loved one or a pet, you'll go through a period of, of, of depression. It's right. to be expected. Right. But over time, it heals. And over time, this has started to heal. But I still, I still wish I had my tribe. Yeah, and, there is that mourning process that we do have to go through right it's um it's not healthy to um to just glibly pretend that everything's fine just be like you know you'll see some people try to skip over the grief process when when there's a loss oh i'm fine i I, i'm good right and it's like you know you're not and you need to you need to acknowledge that you're not and talk about it and go through it it's like um i always say like grief is like a tunnel yeah. Like you got to go all the way through it. You can't, there's no shortcuts to get out of it. You got to go through it. And then, you know, like you're, you're talking about isolation is terminal and this flag hanging up behind me. Like it is not just something we say. Yeah. Like it's something that is absolutely core foundation to men's Alliance. Right. And yeah. you know what you're saying about how men don't usually say this, I was, yeah, right, I man? Was that's going to touch on that. That's that's what we call real, yeah, right? right. Like our motto, tribal. That's isolation is terminal, right? And and then the real part is stop pretending that we're all fine. Yeah, stop pretending we're okay. We're not. Yeah, we got yeah. real struggles, and we need to share them, and we need to have a tribe to share them with. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, saying you know men don't share people that don't know that'll say that to me that don't know about men's alliance you know mm-hmm. it's like they they say it in my circles you know yeah. it's like yeah we say everything yeah you know that's it's just so freeing and it's like just that when you know that you're not the only one who's ever gone through this and no one's ever surprised whenever you say something no one is ever surprised like what I yeah, can't believe a, that. Yeah, you, you might know? surprise you might surprise your golf buddies. Yeah, but you're, you're never going to get a reaction. Yeah, track. you're never going to get a reaction where you're like, "Oh, I've never heard anything like that before." We've no. had some bombs drop. We're all just like the Lions, too, right? Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're right. You're not going to say anything shocking. Yeah, at Men's Alliance, as shocking as you think it might be. But, and you know, you know, so that so depression. And grief is kind of like, it kind of like pressure. Yeah. If you don't deal with it, right, sooner or later it's gonna it's gonna hit a boiling point and it's gonna erupt. It's it's gonna come out in some form. And it, it happened for me. I hadn't told anybody this. My wife is the only person that I have had this conversation with because she was there and she witnessed it. But um, well, other people witnessed it, but they didn't necessarily know who I was, but, um, in the midst of all of this, I'm in church one Sunday morning and we were, I had just finished worship songs. And, um, I don't know, for some reason at that particular moment, this pressure had to come out and I sat there in church and I just erupted in tears. I was sobbing yep. and in there, man. 
I was in a, you know, we don't have pews anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we were just sitting in one of them chairs there in this big old church, hundreds of people around me, and I'm just racked with sobs. And my wife's got her arm around me. Nobody's got a clue what's happening there, but yeah. um, she knew what was coming. Right. Um, and of all places, right there in a public forum, but it's the best place I can think of yeah. for it to happen. Yeah. You know, men need to hear that that's okay, that yeah. that's healthy. Yeah. 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 What's not okay and what's not healthy is to hold all that in forever. Right. Because it's going to come out somewhere. That's right. Yeah. That's right? right. Yeah. I went through probably at least a five year period of depression that I didn't even necessarily recognize. I was on kind of like autopilot, just, you know, like this is just the way it is. So, kind of instead of taking it you know taking it head on it's just kind of absorbing it as part of you and like okay how can i keep living with this depression part of my life i'd be sitting there watching tv and then tears would be rolling down my cheeks and my wife would be like what's wrong i'm like i don't know i didn't even know i was i didn't even realize i was crying you know what i mean it was like just coming out any way it could and you know i finally said enough was enough enough people told me they saw it in me it was like one of my blind spots and uh i finally went and uh took care of it you know admiral i wanted to ask you um on this topic of of having a tribe versus being in isolation have you seen in your life do you think it's um it's harder to find that tribe harder to build that tribe as you climbed up the ladder and got to higher rank well, that's a great question. No, I think the higher you climb the ladder, the more you feel like people like you. Yeah. All right. You get it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What you, what you find out is that, um, you figure out who your real friends are. Yeah. You know, you, your, your clock is expired. Yeah. It's time to retire. And then, um, those people, you know, you six months later, if you're in my case, I, when I retired, um, being a three-star, I'm pretty sure I could have placed a call to any one of the 306s in our service and, um, said, Hey, uh, John, uh, Dean here, if, if you got a free minute sometime, you know, in the next few days, how about give me a call? I want to talk to you about something that's not urgent, just at your convenience. Yeah. I'd have gotten a call before the sunset. Yeah. You know, then Six months later, you can call up the same guy, say the same thing. Hey, I'd like to just catch up with you. See how your son did in the in the baseball tournament I know he had last last week. And you don't ever get a call back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, I mean, that's when you figure out. And then there's people who is just going to call you. Yeah. And just to say, hey, how you doing? I ain't heard from you in a while. Those right. are your friends. Yeah. That's and good. sometimes you'd be shocked at who they are because who yeah. you think they are is not really who they are. Right. And I got a circle of friends yeah, that, uh, you know, a real friend, a real friend is that person who will tell you when you got spinach in your teeth yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or your flies open and you're getting ready to, you know, walk up on the stage and give a speech to 400 people. Yeah. Uh, a real friend is that person when everybody else is running away right. from you, they're running towards you. Right. And I found in, in this ordeal that I just went through who my real friends were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And one of them was a very senior officer. 
very, very senior officer. I'm talking about very senior. Mm -hmm. In the middle of all of this, he called me up one afternoon and he said, uh, without tipping his cards one way or another, what he thought about the battle I had engaged in over this mandate thing. He just said this, very simple words. He says, Dean, I just wanted to call and tell you, he says, you're a good man, Dean. Just want you to know you're a good man. Nice. And I could tell he could read between the lines there. What he's talking in code. I can't get into this any deeper. I just right. want you to know. And he didn't use these words, but what I'm getting, you know, between the lines is I care about you. Yeah. I respect you no matter what you might think about this thing. I still respect you. Awesome. And that meant the world yeah. to me. That's what a friend is. So who was that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, know, one of the uh, one of our missions in Men's Alliance is to destroy the myth of the Lone Ranger. Yeah. Right. Right? All the Clint Eastwood movies. It's funny, even the Lone Ranger wasn't a lone ranger yeah ironic if you ever grew up watching the lone ranger he had yeah. a, he had a sidekick right right tonto yeah but the real lone ranger myths are like the uh the all the clint eastwood movies and so right, right? just this and all the born movies mm. right mm -hmm. and all the john wick movies and anything that portrays one man all by himself rides into town mm -hmm. kills all the bad guys gets the woman doesn't need anything from anybody. Yeah. Totally self-sufficient. Self he can light the cigars with one strike matches in the wind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then rides away. Right. And um, we've created this cultural myth amongst American men. That that's the standard. That that's yeah. what manliness looks like. Yeah. Right. It looks like isolation. Yeah. Right. And you think about it. That, that that's total myth nowhere in history has this occurred you look at every great uh, battle every great heist yeah uh, every great sports victory any any area you look at the the win is always by the team team the unit the platoon right, right? it's always yeah. by the group the tribe yeah if you're going to do something big if you're going to if you're going to accomplish a big victory if you're going to defeat a big enemy yeah you you better you better build a band of brothers right? right and if you fail at least you got more people to blame than just yourself <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you got some people to go to fest with yeah right you got some people to drink with afterwards and yeah. be like man that didn't go well uh victories are better and defeats are not as bad right, right? you need yeah. to try yeah and i try to be like try to live by the motto of be the friend that you want to be you know that you want to have like be be that friend to somebody else who you would want the you know the same oh, the, to me right know? back to the old golden rule yeah right so this on this matter speaking of tribes coming together um this is fresh in the news this week so the football player hamlin right? yeah yeah there was a photograph that i saw yesterday scrolling through the, my news feed um and um it showed the entire football team, these big, burly professional football players all down on their knees. Yeah. Praying. Right. And it here's a that's an issue right there that has gone to the courts. Yeah. In in other places in the land. You can't do that. Can't right. do that. Well, they didn't care. Right. And that was a powerful image to me. Yeah. That's that's what 
men do right when they care and they ignore all of the cultural rules right that society now presses upon you and says you know you can't do that that's not politically correct yeah well they were they saw a friend of theirs down yep and they got down on a knee to right. try to lift there's nothing else they could do yep other than lift him up in prayer and they did it yep now i'm really glad you brought that up talk about full circle here back to your your last time you were sitting here with us we titled that boldness in the workplace right and that's what we're talking about right here i had a friend of mine send me this text um a buddy in men's alliance sent me this text the other day he wanted to make sure that i saw this espn's dan orlovsky mm-hmm. praying yeah for demar hamlin i watched that yesterday on air right at yep. the espn desk you talk about boldness in the workplace we have this saying in I'm men's sure alliance we're freaking out about being barbarians yeah right one of the things we talk about a lot in men's alliance is being a barbarian and we got a, a podcast episode if you're listening scroll back and listen to our episode called barbarian ambassadors based on um do not be conformed to this world right and a barbarian is somebody who does not conform to the prevailing culture right right like greeks thought that non-greeks were barbarians romans thought that non-romans were barbarians well in today's culture the way you are a barbarian today in modern america is you you pray you pray on espn you take a knee and and you pray for an injured buddy or a friend at work going through a death or divorce right like that's that's what's barbaric now is boldness for your faith especially in the in the public arena right and what a what a tragic i guess differentiation culturally from that of our father's era My, my dad was born in 1919 and and so he was at the right age when World War II broke out, and he ended up uh, running down to the recruiting office like everybody else did after we got engaged in a war on two fronts. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the story. Of course, it was long before I was ever even thought of, but the on the de- my dad landed at Normandy and went all the way to Berlin with Patton's army. He was just, he was an E6. He never rose above E6, but he saw more action, more things in his four or five years, however long it was in the service than I did in three and a half decades. But nevertheless, I'm reminded that as those men were, were storming the beaches at Normandy for that invasion, our own commander in chief, President Roosevelt, got on national radio. Yeah. And led the nation in prayer. Yeah. I want you to think about that. The president. Right. Led the nation in prayer. Right. Work stopped all across the the nation. And everybody listened. And those men and women of faith prayed with him. Wouldn't it be a joy to the ears if we could have a president do the same thing today? Yeah. And what I'd love to hear him do is, is you take a look at our broken country, at this culture that is just crumbling our moral values, and just have a man pray for revival. 
Lord, we humble ourselves. Right. Have mercy on us. Help us to see the error of our ways. Yeah. And to rebuild that nation that our forefathers had in mind. Yeah. When they took a bold stance 200 and some years, 250 years ago. Mm -hmm. And built what we have enjoyed. And may it long endure. Yeah. Over. Yeah, it's just yeah, kinda, that's what we need. It is kind of crazy yeah. that, I mean, it's great that he prayed on air and all that. But it's like, it's sad at the same time that just praying a simple prayer is such a, you know, in the state of our country right now is such like, oh, did you see what he did? Like, it should be, it'd be great if that was like, yeah, he's praying. Like, it's no big deal, you know? Sure. It's yeah. like, but, you but know, it, it's great that he's doing it. Right. But at the same time, it shows what state our country is when everybody's like, what? Right. And the only way we get it back to that state keep doing it. is, is yeah. by normalizing it. Yeah. And, and um, man, this has been such a great conversation about getting out of isolation, about the loss of your tribe and finding a new one. Right. And how we got to be barbarians. We got to be bold in our workplace and, and we don't need to do it alone. Yeah. Amen. Right. Well, uh, this was an awesome recap. I'm glad we got you back to hear the rest of the story, right? As Paul Harvey would have said, right? Now our listeners from a couple months ago got to hear how that played out. Mandate was repealed, but not without a cost. And uh, yeah. And the seven cadets as of today have still not been reinstated to the academy, but, and classes start on Monday, but we've got some serious congressional pressure getting after them to do the right thing right now because there's no real reason to not bring them back at this point yeah um but there's been staunch resistance yeah but my goal this year is i want to go to their graduation oh that'd be great oh that's awesome i want to go to the academy and i want to see those young men and women get their commissions yeah man okay, so awesome. there's still there's still work to be done there's still the stone still needs to be pushed up the hill is what i'm hearing we're still pushing and they still want to go back they want to serve their country and it's what's so ironic about this is that here everybody's in a recruiting crisis you can't get young men and women of this generation to um to sign up and go do something that they can't do from home you know everybody right. now post covid they want to work from home they want yeah. that good life i don't want to have to put on a suit or a uniform yeah. and do anything hard Amen. And I want to make a lot of money doing it, but these people want to <laughs> yeah, serve right. and they're willing to not do it from home. They're yeah. willing to deploy mm -hmm. and we're preventing them from doing it over right. a decision like to not up. take a shot yeah. that we now know really doesn't prevent the acquisition of the disease nor the spread of it. Right. So anyway, hopefully God willing, we'll get those young men and women back at the Academy and they'll graduate, be good officers over. I look forward to it. All right, man, tribe up, get out of isolation. Don't pretend everything's fine. If, um, you know, you hear men like shadow and Admiral talk about going through depression, um, and talking about it on a podcast, you should be talking about it or whatever your struggle is around the fire with your tribe. We will have you back for another conversation about leadership. Look forward to hearing that. Men, we will see you around the fire soon.
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Men's Alliance podcast. Find your tribe at mensalliancetribe.com, or maybe you're the man to start one in your area. And send us your questions or comments to info at mensalliancetribe.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we look forward to seeing you around the fire soon.